0: Hello, hello. Welcome to Why Not Me, Turning Trials into Triumphs, Seeking and Embracing Success. This is your host, Coach Todd Halls. I am super glad to be here with you today. I'm grateful for the opportunity. Uh, I'm excited to introduce our guest with you today. Listeners and listeners, I'm very grateful that you're here and tuning in. So thank you for that. Without further ado, our guest today is Adam Alami. Adam and I met a little over a month ago, not in person, but we've met virtually, I guess, a couple times. Adam is a dad. He's a husband, a realtor, a lifelong servant, and founder and vice president of the R H O L C Foundation, and a host of other things as well. But with that, I'm going to let Adam take over and fill in any blanks. Adam, welcome to Why Not Me. Thank you for being here.
1: Thank you, Todd. I appreciate you having me here, and uh, you know, I know we haven't met face to face, and we uh, you know met through a group. Uh, of men support group, which is amazing. And I do look forward to, uh, you know, meeting you and uh, having a cup of
0: coffee soon. Likewise, likewise, likewise. Yeah. It's funny. We've, we've got this, this virtual friendship and I think we figured out we live about three miles apart, something like that, as the crow flies. It's, <laughs> it's pretty funny.
1: It is. It is. You, uh, you so, know, yeah, also, I think working the coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. You know, virtual groups are awesome, but, it's always nice to uh, you know meet people face-to-face. That, that human touch is, uh, is very important.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Adam, for our, for our listeners, just um, you know, share a little bit of your background. You, you said a, a lifelong servant. What exactly does that mean to you, and when did you realize that you had uh, a servant heart?
1: Sure, sure. I think it all started... Um, You know, from when I was a kid, you know, my parents have been lifelong servants for me, my my sibling uh, to uh, to to our country here. And I'll I'll start from the beginning. Uh, I was born in 1975 in Afghanistan. And I would say around 1980, 81, the Soviets invaded Afghanistan around that time. So my parents made the ultimate sacrifice like many, many other parents out there, um, you know, and trying to pursue that American dream. And not American dreams mean giving a better life for their kids and for themselves. So they left their family, friends, their, their country in 81, and came to Catskill, New York. Uh, as uh, We came here as refugees, sponsored by this wonderful, uh, I think it's called Mountain River Christian Community Church in Catskill, New York. Wonderful, beautiful fa- Italian-American family. My parents still stay in mm. touch with them. They sponsored us. And my dad worked at an assembly line and also in like a uh, bed and breakfast for a couple of years in Catskill. And then my dad got his big break and we got a job. Uh, he got a job with the Voice of America. and He worked there for 30 years. By the way, in Catskill, New York, my dad said well, it was really cool. Back then, he used to see Mike Tyson jogging all the time, uh, which mm. is uh, you know, pretty cool. Yeah, back then when he was just a kid. Uh, training and and uh, you know so that that's uh, that was one of the highlights of there but the biggest highlight was just the opportunity to be there with that beautiful wonderful family that that helped us so much so my dad worked for the Voice of America for almost thirty years so again we're talking about lifelong servant uh, a service to uh, our nation he did that for many years uh, he's uh, he's my hero he's my mentor and he's been just a great example him and my mom just uh work ethic of working really hard for their family and doing things the right way the clean way and uh you know I was very blessed to to have them in my life still they're still they're still alive uh they live in Leesburg uh that's I grew up in Loudoun County Fairfax County in Virginia uh since 1983 84 been there for a long time we just moved here to um Parkland Florida right next to Boca about 2 years ago so back to lifelong servant um you know, I have five daughters uh, and a wife. So you can imagine uh, that is a, a huge service for any man, <laughs> any man out there. So I'm definitely outnumbered, um, but that's OK. I, I'm, I'm blessed and I work really hard for them. And, you know, that's that's your legacy, right? That's your family. So. So that's one one way of a family man uh, being a servant, um, being a servant family uh i don't know if you guys i'm sure you guys have watched uh, the godfather he says a man can never be a real man yeah, yeah i've uh, seen it it's it's been a three family, years. right yeah that's that's so true you know you can learn so much from some of the things in that movie anyway it's one of my favorite quotes uh when it comes to movies so um became a realtor mm-hmm. maybe about 12 years ago um serving my clients. And I love it, um, making an impact on their lives. Uh, it's the biggest purchase in your, in, in, you know, in your life that you're going to make. So during 2012, I got into real estate and I realized a lot of my friends had kids later in life. So they're they're occupied, they're busy. And here I am in real estate. I have extra time on my hands. I'm my own boss. And one day I said, well, I don't know what else to do. I mean, I've got my business here. I need to grow it. Uh, again, 2012, 2012, 2013, my wife was, you know, Facebook was getting really big at that time. And yeah. there's a lot of mom's groups out there. So living in Lavin County, my wife joined the Real Housewives of Loudoun County. I went to some of their events. And I said, this is kind of cool, but I never saw any dads out there. No men ever. And one day I said, you know what? This is really cool. What? How can I use, capitalize, social media the right way to, just for me, also, but also to grow my business, I would. I said that'd be so cool if we had like a men's group where we could just meet up for happy hour, help each other uh, personally and professionally. And I was at home and I said, I "Wonder what I could do. What, what 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 should I name this group?" And my daughter was Sophia was around eight years old, and she said, "Dad, why don't you just call it just like Mom's group, but call it the Real Husbands of Loudoun County?" And I just <laughs> kind of giggled and I laughed, <laughs> right? And then I said, I know it sounds cliche, but it's kind of catchy. And we could be a different kind of husband's group, not the drama that you see on TV shows, any of it, just good old boys getting together, networking. And, and cause that area in Loudoun County, like many areas becomes a very transient era, area. So people move there and everybody okay. kind of sticks to their own click, right? Especially, especially guys. Um, they just don't mingle with other guys unless there's an introduction somehow or if there's a, you know, a warm introduction. So I wanted to help the community, but also people that move there in the community that just don't have family or friends in the area. And let me tell you, within the first year, our group, you know, went from 80 members to probably about 500 members. And I think today we have about over 3,000 members came. It started just again, just happy hours getting to know each other, and and now, after what 12 10 years now, it's evolved into a nonprofit called RHOC Foundation. Uh, we help veterans, we help first responders. Uh, I'll give you some of the things that happened that really how it evolved. Uh, Henry, one of our members, he was only 23 years old, he came back from Afghanistan, you know, got to know him really well. Fortunately, he passed away you know, to suicide. He had PTSD
0: Hmm.
1: and we raised about $25,000 for him through the group. And at that time we didn't even, we didn't even have a nonprofit. Next thing we know, somebody's house burned down. Uh, there was a veteran that, you know, needed his house painted for, you know, to, to please the the HOA. We all know how much we love the HOA. Right. So we did that and all of a sudden it just, right. (laughs) So Todd, it just snowballed into this thing bigger than even me. So we had our, so 2018, we officially became a nonprofit. And 2019, we had our first golf tournament and all all to go into charity. We raised about $20,000 for StackUp, StackUp.org. And what they do is they help out veterans sending out care packages. Following year, we helped, uh, I think it was Tattoo Tom with Still Brave. And it's a cancer foundation for kids and supporting them. Uh, altogether, we raised about $50,000. And the past three years, three years ago, we raised $70,000 for first responders in Loudoun County. The year after, last year, we raised $70,000. And we're going to announce it soon. We just raised last week $50,000 more for uh first responders. So, you know, this group is pretty amazing, starting from just a bunch of ordinary guys into a nonprofit. And guess what? I do well. So does the local mechanic. So does a government contractor. So does, a, a, you know, a big companies that work there. We don't, we don't care what our, what, what our backgrounds are. We don't care about politics. We have no politics rules, no religious rules, uh, religion talk or anything. When it comes to, you know, a mission to help our community, whoever it is, we come together and make it happen. It also evolved into a men's support group where someone has, a man is going through mental, mental health issues, their daughter or kid are, are having issues, a man is going through divorce, uh, we, you know, somebody needs clothes for having a new baby, for example. We have guys that donate money or we just donate clothes, you know, to, to them, it's a it's a special group, and no one really tr- truly knows the um, the impact until you actually go to the fundraisers or you're just being involved in the group. And we just uh, I'd say last year we launched our LinkedIn page, uh, RSC Foundation. That's been fantastic. So it, it's long winded, cool. but I think that kind of gives you an idea of you know being lifelong servant, and and I'm happy to do it because I'm here in our nation. And you we all a lot of people say, Oh, you know, our country's so divided, blah, blah, blah. Stop watching news. Get off your butt and do something. Meet your neighbors. Do be be involved. Be vulnerable. Get out there. Meet meet the people in your town. And I guarantee you, when you get to know them, where where is where is the undividedness, right? Where where is it happening? Stop watching news. Of course there's uh, some turbulence in our in our nation. No, no, no country's perfect. No government is perfect. It's still the land of opportunity and it's just a blessing to give back. Does that kind of answer the question, Todd? <laughs> I, know that, that, I know it was long. I know
0: it was long. No, that, that absolutely does. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, it, it yeah gives us a sense of this. Yeah. The, the servant heart and, and the, the fact that it was modeled for you as you, as you watched your parents. Um, so super cool. Thank you for that. Uh, Want to dive in or just explore a little bit. The, the foundation because it's interesting that it's still having the impact it is it's grown to over 3000 members. And so I'm curious, how do you keep engagement high? Um, how, do you, how do you, just how do you keep it thriving? Cause oftentimes it seems like when a group, when a group gets a certain size, a certain um, mass, um, I'm not sure like the vulnerability stops, right? People, it, it becomes almost too big to have that feel. Um, and so just just curious how you know what you do within the group within the within the inner workings of it to make sure that everybody's still feeling like they're part of something and are uh, are heard felt seen et etc of course of course great question so
1: yeah it can happen definitely and what I have done is you know when I say I started this I've this the group has done this it's not about it's not about me it hasn't been about me in a long time I have been surrounded by really uh, just amazing, passionate brothers in the group that are helping me monitor the page, their admins, and also in the foundation. Uh, I am the vice president, and that that reason I'm the VP and not the president is um, to be a good leader, you have to find other people that have the same passion, or if not sometimes more passion. And more expertise, more knowledge to run a foundation. I, I'm, a, I'm amazing at public relations, but I had to find out that who can help me take this foundation to another level. And that, that person for me is, mm-hmm. for our group, has been Chris Olson. He is the, the president of the foundation. And I've got Corey Lockhart. He's the other VP uh, we have the treasurer, which is going to be is Frank Stiley. and we have other people in the group also that are really contributing. in In the group, it's if if you empower others around you to make decisions and be involved. Guess what? You're going to get a lot of support, and I can't even list all the names in the group that that are really step that step up every year to help collect donations. You know, pick up items. Hmm. We have, you know, other, 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 um, okay, the business leaders in the area. You know, for example, Chuck Meyer, he, you know, he's one guy that lets us do happy hours there, fundraisers, and and donates a portion of the the proceeds to us. We have Curtis Allred Hmm. uh, in the, in Lowen County. He does that for us. Another big one is Kevin Bednars in, in Lowen County. He's a huge, huge supporter of, giving back to the community and he's done a great job through our foundation, but not only us, you know, other, other foundations and nonprofits. All, we have so many business people that actually support us in many ways. And uh, that's one thing I feel like, and, and I've only been here for two years, um, you know, Todd here in, in, in Parkland. Um, I, I feel like, I don't know, it's not a cohesive community, but it, it probably is just because I'm not here I wish that we could have that that cohesive community that we have allowed County and to do, it would be amazing to duplicate it here, West coast. You know, I know this is dreaming, but if we had a community that really looked out for each other and, um, you know, just giving back and, um, just, I don't know, I think it would be, it would be a better, better nation for us. And, um, so, I did start something here. It's called RHOSF, Real Husbands of South Florida. It's just in the infancy stage, just starting to grow it here. So, I'm excited about that as well. But, you know, the foundation in Virginia really is the parent brand over there where it all started. So, your, awesome. I guess your question awesome, is awesome, Yeah. Could, yeah. So, answer to answer your question, really is getting others to help you to do it. And, you know, we have meetings and we have, um, you know, just supporting each other in many ways. Um, so yeah, it, it takes, you know, that saying, right? It takes a village. It really does. It's not, it's not me. <laughs> I'm not doing it alone.
0: <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and I think a lot of times we, and I say we, um, but as the, as the founder, you're in, from what you've said already about, you know, one on the West coast and just kind of these dreams about additional more, more groups, uh, you're the, you're the visionary. You, so uh, recognizing that and recognizing like, you know what, I'm going to need a team here to help distribute the load. So I can, so I can continue to grow, continue to be effective, continue to engage all the members I think is a, is was great self-awareness and a key for any leader as they seek to grow and scale, whatever they're endeavored. Um, yeah, you're right. You're hundred percent right. Circling back to something you said and just, uh, your, your thoughts on yeah, how we can do more to overcome it? You mentioned how you, you don't you don't talk politics like you know. There's we're a divided country until you shut off the news. And I'm reminded of the saying like we have we have way more in common, and it doesn't matter who we are. But to put two men, two women together that have opposite political views, whatever. We have we still have way more in common than we do differences. So I couldn't agree with you more. Yes. In addition to just the rule, no politics talking in your, in your group, what else do you do to bridge that gap to help? Or, or does it just happen organically? What would you say to all of us out there? How do we, besides shutting off the news, what else can we do to recognize the commonalities over the differences?
1: Okay, great question. There needs to be, you know, Todd, you and I probably have lived, most of us have lived in different communities, Right. Just out of state or just different neighborhoods, right? Sense of community. We cannot continue living and not knowing who our neighbors are, not knowing who our local businesses are. We need to get our heads out of our butts and, and start living and getting to know each other. I'm a big follower of Simon Sinek. We cannot do things alone. Yes, we have family and you know we have our children, we can lean on relatives, but we need more than that. We need friends. And I don't think a lot of people get out of their bubble. I don't know, maybe COVID has something to do with it. But just overall, I think that was happening even before COVID. Mm -hmm. If you just get out and start getting to know people in your community, you're you're that's gonna change your mindset, right? Like for example we go to a country that we wouldn't have imagined going and we're, we have this idea of how it will be. And then you go to that country and you're like, Oh my God. Yes. It's a different, different, you know, different world, you know, different environment. But when you get to know them, you're like, Oh my God, they're just sweet, good people. There, there's no, they're no different than us. We all want, we all have the same human needs. So, you know, it's a small, small little thing that you don't have to reinvent the wheel here. This isn't, this isn't you know, you're not, explore, you know, find, this is not a discovery. This is something we just need to do as human beings. And I think we, we've kind of failed, uh, many of us failed on, on doing that. It's just really getting out of your bubble, get, be vulnerable. And just, you know, that's really important for our mental health, too, to, to feel where you belong in a community.
0: Where it feels mm-hmm. like home.
1: Does that make sense, Todd?
0: It does make sense. And it, it what, what I started thinking was, it really, it's just so basic, right? Smile, so basic. say hello, yeah. shake a hand, knock on your neighbor's door, <laughs> like check on people. It's this, it's not hard, uh, and yet it seems so hard.
1: <laughs> it, it does, it does. And you know, Todd, men, uh, you know, commit. Uh, Suicide, much more than women. If I remember statistics, two-thirds of suicides are men. And life is hard, you know, to be, to be a father, to be the main provider, if you are a main provider in that house. And, you know, it's really hard. And sometimes as men, we, we do more, more than – it's just, it's just a, lot of, a lot of demand on us. And if we can't bottle these things in, if we don't have friends, yes, we can definitely see a therapist, psychiatrist, absolutely. But on top of that, you need friends. You need people that you can lean on and just let it out. Cause if you don't, you know, a man will implode. So, you know, that, that, so our mental health is really important and that, that, that helps everyone, kids, uh, wives, you know, men grandparents, everyone, everyone needs, uh, everyone needs help. Everyone needs, needs to just feel connected. Connection
0: is very important, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm I'm reminded just um, the power of these connections and thinking specifically of of like a, like small group type settings. Um, and And I just want to say that, you know, Oftentimes, when we hear the term "small group" anymore, at least for me, I think of church, right? Because that's recently that's been uh, one of the small groups I was in, or uh, in. But also thinking back to growing up, my folks were part of. They had a bridge club, where uh, you know once a month these uh, eight, eight couples, six eight couples, I don't remember eight couples would get together uh, for an evening of playing cards. But it was more than that, right? It was it was breaking bread. It was catching up. It was doing life together. And so, just want to throw that out that as you, you know, when you're talking about connection and particularly men, um, I think there's so much value in finding a group of of men that um, that you can share with, that you can do life with, that have some sort of a regular interval of getting together, where they just know, hey, this is you know what, on Saturday morning, we the five of us are doing breakfast, or on Tuesday evening, the eight of us, wh- whatever it is. But having that group of men that will, um, well. Can laugh together right and cajole and do and do and do men things banter uh but also just to love each other to support each other to call us out on our bs um to lean on one another i think it's it's invaluable and i think it's missing in a lot of places um which which brings us back to the real husbands uh movement that you started it sounds like a great place to establish that Yes. Thank you. Thank you. I am very proud of it. I'm, I'm very proud of all
1: the men that are, you know, the big movers and helping it. And it, it's been, it's been amazing. Um, one thing I want to add more to what else we could do is, Todd, I don't know if you've been watching the show. It's called Living to 100. And I can't remember if it's on uh, Prime or Netflix, one of those shows. It's fascinating. They go to different countries. I haven't and heard of it. Some- Yeah, it's really good. There are some he goes to different countries and tries to find the blue zones. And he found some in the U.S. too, where, you know, people are thriving at 100 years old and more people live there than anywhere else in these blue zones that are 100 or more. And the commonality was for good health was. Belonging somewhere to having a group of friends where people are neighborly, where people are. The biggest thing was, of course, eating good food and being healthy. The biggest the biggest thing that I noticed was being active. In America here, we are too stuck behind the screens on our phones and on our laptops. And some of it I can't you can't blame them. This is just our society. We're just working like dogs, <laughs> unfortunately, to to provide. And Cost of living is ridiculous in some areas. And people are making mistakes of not living within their means. They can control it. That's what they need to do. But the biggest thing is we're not active. You you can have a bad diet. You know, you you can, I don't condone smoking, but even if somebody's smoking, okay, whatever. But if you're not active, you're going to die much sooner. You're going to have, um, you know, heart heart problems. You're going to get cancer from, you know, stress and eating the wrong foods. And we need to be more active. And what if we were more active and we just started walking to places and saying hello to our neighbors or, you know, in Italy, Greece, they live up to 100 years old. Their daily routine is gardening, doing things in their of the church. And guess what they do? Some of them, they, they walk a mile to town, have a glass of wine and walk back. But while they're there, they're socializing. You know, we just mm. need to be, again, connected, but just being active is just so important because other countries, guess what? They're doing it. And we're not in our country here. They want us to get sick. They want us, they don't want us to be healed. Right. Unfortunately, I know this I'm going way out of topic here, but it's true. <laughs> they don't want us to be, you know, healthy. There's no cure. I mean, there's no money in the cure. Right. So, we can always talk about another time, but, but that's, I think that's so important, not only for
0: men, but you know, all of us here in, in, in America. I agreed. And we, we could, you, you, when you open up that topic, we could be here for days. Uh, but you know, <laughs> even, even right. as we, you know, and you're, you're a dad, uh, I'm a dad, even as we model, um, what it should look like to our kids, right? We, cause, and I'm just throwing this out there to all the moms and dads that might be listening. You may not be interested in moving for your sake, but at least set the example for your kids. <laughs> cause, cause none of us want our kids to be sick or unhealthy. Right. So, and yet we, um, the, the tendency, if we look at statistics, an hour spent in front of the TV or, or doing nothing, or, very, or you know, finding a life of ease—that's the way most parents are going about it, and it's not setting the, the children up for a life of longevity and vitality. Uh, and so, yeah, I think uh, to, to your point, when get active, get out, get moving, go for a walk, say hello to your neighbors—you'll get connection at the same time you're getting exercise. Uh, so, thank yeah, you for that, Adam. Yeah. Of course, of course. So speaking of being a dad, um, five girls. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, you, so as a realtor, um, you're, you know, you're essentially an entrepreneur. Um, you, you have to pardon the expression everybody, but you have to kill to eat. Um, so you're, you're out there, um, being a realtor and providing, uh, you've got the foundation going. How do you, what's your secret to balancing that? Uh, I know you serve from our conversation, your family, uh, uh, you're a servant to your family. That's how you led, telling that you're a servant. How do you balance um, being a dad, being a husband, uh, being an entrepreneur, being uh, head of a foundation, et cetera?
1: Well, I, I wish I could say I'm one of those guys that say, you have to grind, you have to have a mindset, and I'm doing it, and everything is peachy, and everybody should follow what I do. Honestly, come down to it. It's hard. It's very, very, very hard. You know, I've, I've gone to Tony Robbins. I've done things. I've, I've gone there, but it's really, 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 hard. you know, just, <clears throat> but you know, that's okay. If it's hard, people are always looking for the easy way, but the easy way, Todd, as we know, is the hard way. So for me, there, there, there's, Everybody's looking for a breakthrough, right? I'm, waiting, I'm once, I, once i once I sell X amount of homes, that's it, I'm gonna be happy. Once my daughter graduates, you know college, I'm gonna be happy. You can't you can't do that. You have to always be chasing happiness in a very healthy way and keep yourself motivated and disciplined. Um, you know, when I take my wife on vacation next year for her anniversary, I'm going to take her to morocco spain and italy she she loves going there and once we go our marriage is going to be so much better no we just have to work at it every single day i mean that's that's what i do and do i have bumps in the road you better believe it i have a lot of bumps in the road i have five daughters and uh, my wife and i we, you know we go, we've been through a lot we're, we're we're a family but the one thing for me todd is i will never ever give up on my marriage give up on my kids. I like to say I'll never give up my business and I won't, but that, that becomes number three for me. So obviously we need to eat, right. We need to take care of ourselves, all of that and provide. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's it. I, I work at it every day and I try to, sometimes I forget, but I try to see how I can be a better version of myself. And I do have a great support mm-hmm. system. I have an amazing, beautiful, um, you know, loving wife. I think sometimes she hates me. (laughs) That's normal, right? (laughs) But but she is just a good woman. And my goal is to have good communication with her. And together, we can do anything. And my kids, I really, really uh, spend a lot of time with them. Todd, you were saying, being a good example. You know, I work out four or five days a week. I Mm -hmm. try to eat clean. My wife and I, um, you know, we try to eat really well. You know, that's the foundation we're setting at home. And it's been, it's worked out really well. I'm very proud of my daughters. Uh, my oldest one is is going to FAU, studying neuroscience. Sophia, second one, she's uh, going to Broward for criminal justice, starting there. Malia, she's graduating high school this year. And my twins that are 12 years old, they're they're amazing. They still like cuddling with dad, so for now, they're my favorite. <laughs> I shouldn't say that, but they're they're a lot of fun. Uh, we, we can all relate to that but no, it's every day just working. Um, and I'm, and I failed and I'm probably going to fail again on certain things in life. And that's okay because that's all part of life. We have to remember not everything is going to go, not everything is going to go your way all of the time. And just because it doesn't, it's not doom and gloom. You know, you have to live a life of gratitude and you know, we all, uh, I'm talking a good talk right now, Todd, but I'm a human being. Sometimes I get sidetracked, but I always have to refocus and realign myself. So for me, it's working at it every day to have
0: that balance, and and I'm happy to do that. And we all should be. Awesome answer. And what uh, I heard intentionality and just like the the everyday awareness that you have to put in the work, uh, but also appreciate your the vulnerability that you don't. It's not perfect. There's there's bumps. And uh, essentially, what I heard was uh, guys. Well, and and gals, if if you happen to be trying to find that balance, permission to fail uh, has been granted. Uh, just know that it's yes. not permanent, right? You pick yourself up, you dust yourself off, you get right back on uh, the next day. So don't don't beat yourself up too bad. Evaluate and then figure out how to make sure or do your best to make sure it doesn't happen next time. That's what I heard in all that, Adam. No,
1: no, you're one hundred percent right, Todd. And and the last thing that helps me stay balanced, whether I'm I'm on cloud nine, or I'm struggling is of course I talk to my wife, but I have a circle of good friends, guys that I can reach out to and say, Hey man, I'm just struggling through this. Can I just get your advice? And that has been a lifesaver for me. They're, they're just as good as a therapist for me. And Mm. so we all should remember to do that. Reach out, reach out to your friends, People that you're close to, check up on them, and guess what? Eventually, well, not eventually. It's already happening now. Those friends that I have, when they're going through something, hey man, do do you mind if I talk to you? I mean, I hate to bother you, and I'm like, are you kidding me? You're not bothering me, you know. I've I've been I've helped save a couple of marriages, uh, refer people to them, and you know, those friends have done it for others, and so that's part of my balance. Also, just. You never know what life is going to throw at you. When you need help, make sure you lean lean on others, and they'll you know. It, it, don't let pride get in your way. So for me, that don't be afraid to reach out to people that care about you that are you that you know are going to be there for you. Don't ever ever feel like you're embarrassed. You shouldn't be. So I'm really big on that right now. That's a
0: that's a great point. And I'm reminded uh, of of how you and I met through, uh, it's Joel Gandera, I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. You can maybe help yep, out with yep, that. That's right. And, and, uh, you know, he's got the book the 31 day challenge and then, uh, the group, I hope, I'm hope I'm good mentioning that on here. Uh, he's going to be a guest in a, in a few, uh, few weeks, I think, but uh, just, that's how you and I met. What was your experience going through that? Because what I, what I noticed, you know, there were like 20 of us guys that started at the same time and, uh, I said something to, to my wife about this. Like it just, it's amazing. Maybe it's not amazing. Maybe that's not the right word. But when you get a group of guys together and you give them the right environment and the right opportunity, um, we're actually, we can be pretty good at getting vulnerable pretty quick. And even more than that, we're really good at giving, at, at coming around one another, right? When At different times, different guys had different things going on. But as a group, I don't think anybody ever would have felt isolated in that group because uh, after knowing each other just for a day or a week, like it, there were some real bonds forged and people right there to support each other, help each other, lead on each other. So what was your experience? Just, just a, a little bit more on that 31 day challenge if, from your perspective. Sure, sure. Um, so for me, Todd, like
1: I had some things thrown at me in life and, 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 you know, I'm countering it in a good place now. Unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to really, really dive deep into it, right, and and capitalize on it. So mm-hmm. I actually reached out to Joel um, a couple of days ago, Hey, let him know, hey, you know, I know I haven't been as active. I, I see the comments and I see the, the engagement from others. But uh, for me, I said, you know, I'm just maybe I'm just spread too thin, right? I've got the foundation. You know, I've got a chat group there. I've got a family chat. I've got another chat. <laughs> So I feel like <laughs> at some point I got chatted out, Todd. You know, it's like yeah. I'm just burned out. I think so. I may I may take it again with um, Joel down the road. But I did tell Joel that maybe for me, maybe that one on one coaching program that he has, I feel like that's more impactful to me. For me to be on a, on a online chat without thing, uh, it's hard for me. But what I do love about it is that. I got to meet you. I had a good talk with three or four other members, you know, from the group. That's what I love about it: that you can build relationships, build connections, you know, not just in the platform, but off the platform. But you know, overall, it's been great to be there because I haven't been, ma- been able to meet uh, some of the some of the guys either. Really long conversation on the phone, get to know them. Um, so I, I think it's a very powerful tool, powerful platform that Joel has. I'm just, unfortunately, I just didn't really get a chance to to capitalize on as much just because of things going on in my own personal life. Uh, but, you know, overall, uh, Joel's a great guy. I heard him speak uh, at a, a university maybe three weeks ago, and his story is amazing, you know, and uh, the passion that he has to help uh, community, but also guys, uh, you know, go to the next level, whether it's business or, um, you know, personal level. Um, you know he he's he 's uh i can 't say enough about
0: him he's he 's a great guy cool yeah, that 's what that's what i experienced too uh so th- thank you for that um one final area I, I want to talk about a little bit you moved like two years ago so basically um, you know you 've given kind of the, the age range of of your daughters so far so move them away from from high school middle school grade school family friends. To go from Virginia to Florida as a as a family, um, what was that like? How did you manage? How did you, as parents, manage that? Um, not only for your kids, but for each other, leaving you know your your network because from what you've already described, Adam, you had a pretty strong network, still do in Virginia, and made this decision to come to Florida. So, um, a little bit about the, the the trials and triumphs of that journey, if you would.
1: Well, Todd, this is, uh, I'm going to try to keep it short as possible, but this is a, a, a very lengthy topic, and you know, I'll be honest with you, it, it has not been easy. You know, took my kids here, one was in freshman, one was a freshman in high school, one was a, a junior, so when they came here, you know, they were in high school. I mean, they had, one had, one's graduating, one graduated the one year, you know, that we were here. It was extremely, extremely hard. And the reason we moved was for a couple of reasons. I think we had a lot of turmoil in our family just because it was during COVID times. And, you know, I think it it impacted me, impacted my wife, impacted the dynamics of what my kids were going through, um, you know, mental health issues, a couple of them. And we figured, you know what? And we just had moved to Berryville. To, we moved to a house in April of 2020, beautiful eight acres on a pond uh, on, with a pond in Berryville, Virginia. Todd, we moved there a year and a half later. Isn't that crazy? I mean, we moved. Yeah. And a year and a half later, we go cross country here to Florida. And, you know, we just thought we need a change. You know, we were, we're as a family, we're struggling. We're having issues. Maybe this will be good for us, and you know it's beautiful, it's sunny all year long. What what what's there not to like? And the first six months were okay; they were a little rough, but 2022 was really really tough for me. Uh, mm-hmm. Being a man, being a father, how how raising kids and what they were going through, what then you know what my wife and I were dealing with with each other, because it's very easy when you're raising a family. Somehow you and you and your wife can be at odds, right? Or her husband can be at odds. And yep. we, we realize is, wait a minute, we're not the enemies. We need to be and my wife said one good thing I like, or not one good thing, but you know what I mean. She's a smart woman. One good thing recently she recently said a while back was, Honey, one day our kids are going to be married, are out of the house, married, or just not living with us. What who who are we? We have to stay healthy mentally and every single way for us now because once we don't want to be a t- statistic where what happens a lot, Todd, kids move out and the parents have nothing in common. And guess what they yeah. do? They they go through a divorce. Yeah. And I, I, I love my wife. She's the love of my life and I know she feels the same way. Uh but you know, when you're dealing and grinding with all this stuff going on, it's easier to lose track. And so what we try to do is spend more time together, uh, going on dates, going with other couples and, uh, you know, we're, we're in a much better place and, you know, we've been to therapy together, uh, and that's helped out a lot also And you know, this goes back to balance in, in a family, in your world, uh, never be afraid to ask for help, whether it's from a friend or a therapist. So Todd has been really tough and now that we're talking about it, you know, we're we're actually debating on the thought of moving back, you know, hmm. because yeah, yeah, it's tough. You know, like my, again, my whole network is there. Everything is there. So we'll see what happens. You know, we're, 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 we're toying with the idea. Um, but you know, it's, it's been tough. It's been really tough, Todd. And so yeah. we're going to get through it at the end of the day, Todd, right? Who cares? Who cares where you are in life? As long as you're with your family, your loved ones, Health is more important than anything. thank God, all my kids, my wife we're all healthy. That's all that matters so so if we end up going to Virginia, could be temporary. it could be for a long time. It doesn't matter. as long as we're together, we're happy and and we can continue making a living and and uh, serving and helping each other. I mean that's that's more important to me.
0: Thank you uh, i heard I heard a lot there. a your wife is a wise woman, um, but also also. Um. The you shared that it was hard, um. And, and as you were sharing that, it, it really came back to making sure that you and your wife and and for listeners, it's you and your you and your husband, you and your wife, you, and your, you know, the married couple. Make sure you keep track of that together, right? If if you're together and depending on each other and working through things together, we can really we can get through anything. Um. That's the way it was designed, I think. Um, so, you know, uh, oh, the main thing, I think, is Brendan Bouchard, I heard so many people said this, the main thing is to always keep the main thing the main thing. So I love what you said about being intentional, about taking time for dates, going out with other couples. Um, you mentioned even getting therapy, but making sure that you keep your marriage strong as you're going through the turbulence. So... Yes, yes.
1: Well, Todd, I, yeah. one thing I'd add is, like, I think when you're married... And you're both working so hard in your own way, it's easy to think, oh, well, my, what I'm dealing with is much more than what my wife is dealing with, and vice versa. Then all of a sudden you start, you could easily start comparing, what's this he doing? What's she doing? Blah, blah, blah. But that's because you guys, the couple is just too, is, uh, then they feel, they both feel unappreciated, which a lot of relationships, they feel that people feel that way. But if you're communicating with each other, and you're actually telling what your needs are. And, you know, if you have, you don't have that conversation, then nobody knows what you're feeling and right. what you're going through. And that's why people go to therapists and the therapist usually will say, guess what? You feel this way. You feel this way. Guess what? You both are right. You both are working hard. You guys are not taking care of yourselves and not nurturing your own relationship. So yeah, you have to do it. It's a, it's an ongoing process. Uh, whether you're married for one year or 50 or 60 years, it's, you always have to work at it. It's always a process. And as long as you two really love each other and, you know, your intentions are good, it, it'll all work out. As long as you're always making it willing, both parties are willing to make it work, there's always gonna, you know, the outcome will be, you know, pretty positive.
0: Yep. Definitely. Thanks, Adam. So as, as we, as we put the landing gear down, start heading for the landing strip, land the plane here. Um, hey, for, for folks that would like to connect with you and learn more about the foundation or get involved in either the um, real husbands of South Florida or real husbands of Loudoun County. How do we find you? how do we find those places Adam?
1: Yeah, so you could um, you know you could you know, request more information at rholcfoundation.org. Um You can also find us on LinkedIn. It's in there as well. We have a Facebook page. If you look up ourHLC Foundation, you should be, it'll come up easily. And, you know, always feel free to give me a call if you have any questions. uh,
0: 703-899-1210. Awesome. Adam, one more thing before we go, if you would, what is one important or impactful question you would leave with our listeners?
1: Oh, okay. I would like to... Ask you what is your purpose? Yes, you could be a family man, you could be a giver of community, but you know, people always say, What's your why? We all have our why, but also what's your purpose? I think if you figure out what your purpose is, I think you can live to be a better person. And my 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 thought is. Our purpose is life. Embrace the good, embrace embrace the bad, and just—I don't know—just embrace it. I'm a, you know, I don't expect things to always go your way, and that's just part of life. And you have to stay positive and, and, and do things one day at a time. So, so I think that's it, Todd. You know, what, what is your—that's what is your purpose in life? And there's a lot of, I don't, I don't want to give all the answer. away. I'm actually answering the question them. <laughs> <laughs> what is your purpose? That's my latest thing. Like, what is my purpose? I know what my purpose is. And if you have a purpose, you will be less stressed. You will, you know, I think our imaginations as human beings can be a good thing or a bad thing. But just remember what your purpose is. Stick with it. Get up every day and focus on your purpose
0: whatever that may be to you. Awesome. Love it, Adam. Thank you. Thank you so much for, uh, for being here, for contributing. Time is precious, and I, I appreciate yours. So thanks for uh, pouring into our listeners today.
1: Thank you for having me, Todd,
0: and I uh, wish everyone a good day. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Listeners, thank you for being here. Whatever grand vision you've been given, whatever dream God has put on your heart, remember, you can. Until next time, be bold, be humble, stay healthy, stay hopeful, and live life strong. Peace to you. Well, thank you so much for listening. For even more on turning trials into triumphs and seeking and embracing success, go to toddhalls.life. That's toddhalls.life. And I look forward to serving you. Until next time, be strong, be bold, be humble. Stay healthy, stay hopeful, peace to you.